0: Welcome to episode 107 of In the Move For podcast. I'm Callum Reid of com, And I'm
1: Pete Shepard of In the dot blog. Blog. uk.
0: And the World Cup is over. Mercifully. Yeah. It ended up being quite an anti climax in general. Mm.
1: Well, as my brother so succinctly put it on uh, Facebook, um, asking who you'd like to win this final is like saying, do you want to have gonorrhea or syphilis? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. For a British person, especially.
1: Yeah, footballing-wise, yeah.
0: <laughs> Did the right team win?
1: Well, I don't know. Argentina had all the best chances. but um, Probably
0: over the tournament.
1: I thought Mascherano should have been sent off about three times in total, and I thought that um, the German keeper should have been sent off for clattering into Higuain, but... Um, Oh well, it's one of those, you just can't possibly care. Yeah. Unless you're David Beckham's kids, apparently, in which case you're wearing Argentina tops.
0: Really? Yeah. God, that's a turn up for the books.
1: I wonder if they had Simeone written on the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it was ironic.
1: They must have been wearing messy tops, quite frankly. <laughs> they must have been messy tops. <laughs>
0: oh god. Okay. Have you got any updates on the house?
1: Yeah, it's mine, apparently. Wow! Uh, Congratulations. I have an inch thick mortgage package that came through the door today, <laughs> which I'm either going to choke a dozen donkeys on or, or read up my peruse at my leisure after this podcast. So now
0: everybody can just flood in their suggestions with um, what yes. you should, whether you should, should got LG, um, not uh, LG, yeah. LCD or plasma. Yeah. Or, or do lecture. I,
1: or, or I will take suggestions on uh, films, stills for the, for the walls.
0: Mhm. Age of Innocence has got to be up there, hasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First one. I don't know
0: how expensive that would be to do that.
1: I had a little look.
0: What are the websites <laughs> that do it for you.
1: There are specialist websites which do them. You can get small ones for about a tenner each. Okay. Something like that. Depends on what my budget is, I suppose. How much of a... How much I'm willing to spend on this wank fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Okay, um. I'm trying to get back into the swing of writing. That's what I've been doing this week. Really? Which is not working out very well. Glad someone has. Because your blog's still not been updated
1: in a while. Oh, God. I haven't got the time. I've just refused to go on holiday with my family because I, like, want to record a song. Or two.
0: Yeah. Well, it's... We do say we're from Ultimatic.com and in the movie blog.
1: And I mean, not know, I know.
0: But, you know, it's... God. <laughs> times change. We might have changed I was change very
1: that. good. I was very good when we started.
0: Yeah, you wrote about every single one,
1: didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. Everything I watched, uh, new and uh, old as well. But
0: you see, I did as well when I... Didn't have a job. Yeah, <laughs> it's changed. On I
1: know it. It does change when you get a job.
0: <laughs> Sadly,
1: we'd like to which stay is, at home and watch. When that job, when that job isn't reviewing films.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So news. There isn't any news apart from one piece of news, which is leading us to an opening segment this week. Really. And last time Irene was on the podcast, she predicted that the opening film of Venice would be Birdman. Mm. And lo and behold, she's right.
1: So- well, she wasn't right last year when she promised me that um, Miss Julie was going to be there.
0: Oh, God, that was a bit ambitious, wasn't it?
1: Maybe it was just the way of getting me there.
0: <laughs> Maybe it will this year. Are you going this year? No. Definitely not.
1: Well, no, no. No, no. I'm not going, no. Okay. Um, um It's the wrong time. I only get certain times off work. I, I can't choose. So if I did, it would be like a Friday afternoon job.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking I might try for Berlin next year. Mm. So maybe we could do that podcast special.
1: <laughs> you can go this time.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, it's Birdman. This is the film, uh, from Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's about. It stars. It's sort of like a combat vehicle for Michael Keaton. Uh, who he's
1: bad time.
0: Yeah, he's playing a washed-up actor um, who once played a superhero.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: No. And he's overcoming his ego and uh, family trouble, and he's in a Broadway play, and he's trying to reclaim his past glory. So it's sort of like a version of the wrestler, but acting and not wrestling. That's what it seems like. Right. Um,
1: There's no Marisa Tomei um, uh, bending over by the pole.
0: There isn't no. There's uh Andrea Riseborough is in it and. Uh,
1: You've just completely gone for the wrong comparison there. Emma
0: Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone's in it. <laughs> is Emma Stone better?
1: Than Andrea Riseber, Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So I, not mad on Inyaru two in general. What do? You, how do you feel about them? Um,
1: mixed. Yeah. Mixed. I like uh. 21 grams. I like um, Morris Perros as far as it goes. Uh, Babel's decent but uh, I'm not in love with it and uh, I wasn't a fan of Babel.
0: I thought you just said Babel was decent.
1: Did I say Babel was decent? I meant um... Beautiful. Beautiful, sorry, yes. Okay.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on all of this stuff really. I don't particularly love any of his things but and babel's might be my least favorite so he it has its
1: moments though i mean the clubbing montage with rinko kaguchi is just fantastic it's the, the scene of the year it's just no question
0: it's yeah it's got it's got great scenes in it but at the end i was just left thinking well, what was all that for kind of thing it was just mm. a bit
1: too sparse
0: yeah um but I don't know. We could look forward to this. I do like Michael Keaton, so it's going to be good to see him finally back with a good Hopefully. role. Hopefully. So, yeah. So, mm. I thought we could just talk about op- uh, films that have opened Venice. And I've got the last 15 in front of me here.
1: Okay, go in chronological order then.
0: Okay. All right, so 1998. Mm. Um, it was Saving Private... Ra- Actually, hold on. How many Best Picture winners do you think are in this list? Three. None. Really. Saving Private Ryan's probably the closest one um, to winning. Didn't win, but um, so yeah, that was 1998.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um,
1: what do we think of this?
0: What the film in general?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh not a huge fan. The o- mm. the opening ten minutes of oh, wonderful like just awesome visually in general it's really good as well um but i thought it was a little bit sort of too spielbergy mm. didn't like the end mm. P- tugging at the heartstrings too much yeah how about you every, t-
1: every time this is on tv i always watch until they get off the beach the first I, I, I love the first like 30 40 minutes i think it's absolute perfection but then as soon as they get off the beach and the plot kicks in i just could not care less
0: yeah it nah. has a
1: lot of actors I really don't have a lot of time for. This was back in the period when I didn't like Matt Damon. Uh, I don't care for Tom Sizemore. Um, I don't like Jeremy Davis. So um, uh, that was not my cast. I do like Ed Burns, though. But that is not my cast. Yeah.
0: 1999, it was Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. Uh, which I love. It's one of my favourite films of all time. It was in mm-hmm. my top 50 when we did the 100 films You Must See Before yep. You Die. mm mm-hmm. Uh, and it was an uncut version, because apparently the American theatrical version was cut.
1: What a shock. The orgy scenes.
0: I guess. Yeah, the stuff with, uh, is it Vanessa Shaw?
1: Did they cut that? Oh, that's the best part.
0: It's probably that.
1: We've got to mention Vanessa Shaw every week. <laughs> <laughs> Should be the goal. Of a podcast. It's uh... two
0: in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, But.
1: Yeah, and whenever this is on TV, I just find myself watching it from whatever point I, I uh, start.
0: And it's, you don't like Kubrick either, right?
1: I don't like Kubrick. Um, Full Metal Jacket is the, one, is the one of his I really love, but I just find that this particular film extremely interesting. Um, and there's some uh, very, very fine scenes and performances in it.
0: Sydney Pollack.
1: <laughs> For the win... <laughs>
0: 2000, it was Space Cowboys, which oh my which God. I've never seen. I have. Is it good?
1: No. Well, okay. it's, well it's not bad. Is it Eastwood directing? I believe so, but it's just basically about a lot of old codgers who go up <laughs> in space because um, they're the only ones with experience, or something like that. It's very wishy-washy. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. It's it's okay with about seven Y's on the end. It's one of those.
0: The thing is, though, it's when you generally in recent times opening films like Cannes well are sort of going towards being more mainstream commercial yeah just to get people excited the media excited and then they go on to the arty stuff
1: mm. but then it i think it's better if you get a film that has potential but that is not a blockbuster for a start i don't i didn't like um, having like um, return was it um return third Star Wars uh, new one, didn't that open uh, can? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, that's the one I was looking for. Um, and uh, but I think when you, it's better when you have something with potential for it to be uh, widely seen, but still from a fairly uh, artistic director. So, not to... <laughs> <laughs> One car away blue- in my blueberry nights is probably not the best example because that was never going to have an extraordinarily wide audience. You would probably want something a little bit more. Um, uh...
0: But it's mo- it's the most mainstream he's gotten, isn't it? So oh,
1: him, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: But Birdman seems like quite a nice fit in that way then, because Inyara two when... isn't isn't a complete pariah. He's after no. Babel because Babel was mostly in English, so. Mm. But yeah, um, so t- 2001, which actually contravenes this, is a film mm. called Dust, which I've never seen. Um, Dust.
1: Who directed it?
0: It's... I'll come back to me on that one. Ah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I've got it up now. Okay. It's um, Milcho Manchevsky.
1: No, I haven't seen it. And it
0: is a Western starring Joseph Fiennes.
1: Well, I don't like him, so I definitely haven't seen it.
0: Mm. Well, it didn't get very good reviews. What a shock. So it looks like it's an Australian film, actually.
1: Nuanced, then. <laughs> That's for anyone who was listening last week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 2002, it was Frida. Yes. Which I don't like.
1: I think the performance is good. I don't think the film is. I think the film's okay.
0: Okay. mm I'm not. A f- I'm not a fan of the performance either, but I, I think it looks nice. It's one thing I would say for it, um, mm.
1: but score is great. Yeah, but it shouldn't have won. Did it win? I think it won. Over the hours, I think it won. Oh
0: my lord!
1: Mm. I'm pretty sure it won.
0: Okay, two thousand three was Woody Allen. Uh, anything else which has a terrible reputation?
1: Deservedly so.
0: Really,
1: just the one with Will Ferrell. It's got Jason Biggs in it, I think. It's. Uh, I think I've seen this one.
0: Okay. Uh, that that was roundly no, th- dismissed at the time. Uh,
1: mm. I think I might be thinking of Melinda and Melinda. There's just so many bottom feeding uh, text message <laughs> 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 bottom feeding uh, Woody Allen uh, films from the early '90s. Early mm. two thousands.
0: Two thousand four. This is bad, bad film. This the the terminal. Do you like this? Do, you, did
1: you see this? I think it's fine. Think okay. It's fine. One of those. All right. I think Catherine Zitty jones is fine.
0: <laughs> I didn't buy the romance for a second.
1: Well, of course not. No. But, but it's um.
0: Again it's Spielberg. Who's the
1: Tuchmeister in this? Was Stanley Tucci? Stanley
0: Tucci, yeah, he's like the airport yeah. manager or he's running the terminal or something. Mm. Uh two thousand five was Swee Hark film, Seven Swords. I've seen that. What's it like?
1: It's not bad. It isn't bad. It's uh it's one of these sort of big sweeping um Hong Kong Wuxia films. Uh, it's not obviously. It's not hero. It's not House of Flying Daggers. It's not that good, but it's uh, it's decent. It's probably on the sort of same level as Red Cliff. Maybe, um, maybe not quite as grand, but probably in overall quality about the same level.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: You really are surprising me with these. I haven't thought about that film in about five years.
0: There's more. Um, two thousand six, The Black Dahlia. Oh. Which. I, th- I think I've said this before, but I bought this on DVD. I don't think yeah. it's a good film, but it has no. really eccentric and really well-filmed moments.
1: Well, there are two things to talk about, really, with this film when it comes to awards or such like. There, are, there was a school of thought at the time, of which certain of our listeners I know were... Were of that opinion then Mia Kirshner was absolutely brilliant and um, and she in, is yeah in her, in her role and that is one of those examples of someone doing the most with what they are giving given the absolute most yeah yeah the other thing is just the absolute train wreck that is Fiona Shaw in the film oh no <laughs> and whether you like whether you like it for the sheer over the top ridiculous campness of it or or you hate it for the over the top ridiculous campness of it all
0: i think if if she wasn't <laughs> If it was somebody else, if she film, wasn't that
1: deranged,
0: if she wasn't that deranged, the film wouldn't be as interesting. But I don't think <laughs> it's um top quality work, so I'm kind of in the middle about that. Yeah, but yeah, and like Mia Kirshner just awesome. Like, certain like in certain scenes, or in certain even just moments, or tiny parts of moments where you think that she's a bad actress, and mm. then she'll suddenly turn it around and give so much soul in it and you're thinking well, she's the perfect person to be the mysterious girl in this mm. in the film mm.
1: yes, 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 yes absolutely
0: eight um, two, seven is Atonement
1: Yes, I remember Irene really telling me about seeing this one at... I think... at Venice
0: Yeah, I think she rang me up <laughs> after she I think she rang I think she tried to ring you after she'd seen it and then she rang me and was like, this is like the best thing ever. And I, I love a Um, but yeah, it's see a a funny one. I think if it was made 10 years earlier it would have won the Oscar.
1: Mm.
0: But I think it's that kind of film is out of fashion at the moment for whatever reason. Uh, the period's romantic epic is sort of been there, done that for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I think it's. Um, I have issues with the film. I know, yeah. Oh, with the story, I'll re. I'll rephrase. I have issues with the story. But. Um, and Romola Garay. And everything, but um, uh, red red nose is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, again someone else who uh, does the absolute most with what they're given and uh, really gives the film a shot in the arm which i personally think it's all he needed but that's neither here nor there yeah uh, mcavoy is really good in this yeah really it's his film he's uh, he's quite uh he's one of our best young actors
0: yes and it looks wonderful
1: seamus mcgarvey
0: yeah legend mm. Okay, 2008, this is a really divisive film from what I can tell. It's Burn After Reading. Yeah. Because I've seen so many people who say that they really don't like it. Yeah. And yet I just, I thought it was kind of really fun and enjoyable, but... Yeah. what, how, Where do you fall on it?
1: Exactly in the middle. Like really? It's, it's, it's total five out of ten for me. <laughs> okay. I just really couldn't care. That. I think it's fine. I think some of it works. Like I think the Pitt Malkovich sort of thing is funny. Yeah. Uh, but then I think the sort of Tilda, Clooney sort of thing is too deadpan and just doesn't really... It falls a bit flat. But um, I really uh, like... I, I, I can see why people like it. I can see why people hate it. I just nothing it. Yeah.
0: Okay, 2009, which is when we were there. This... The opening film... Can Memories!
1: You... <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you remember what opened the, opened the festival?
1: I can remember... Turning up at East Midlands Airport thinking, I hope he's here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was. Um, if I say boring, will that give you a hint?
1: Hang on. Um, that was... I remember stuff that was there. I can't remember. Was it... Well, it... oh, no. I know Bad Lieutenant was there. It wasn't that that opened it. Well, that's not like... boring, is it? Boring. No, I, I know Life After Wartime was there, and that's not boring. I don't think that opened it.
0: Slow, long, boring. We I'm didn't de- see it.
1: You're just describing the entirety of um, Carlos Ray Gard career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was Barrier.
1: Oh my God, yeah, I completely snubbed it. I actually know someone online, who that's like his favourite film of the year, but then again, he is Canadian, so I'll just hold that against him.
0: Is this is Tyler.
1: No. Alright. Oh, want...
0: <laughs> it's another one.
1: Yes, one of those pesky Canadians who now I have to call my relatives.
0: One of Davana's <laughs> disciples.
1: Oh my god, now he actually knows someone who knows her. <laughs> Do you want me to say hi? actually <laughs> said once. Pret- <laughs> pretending to be corset. No, it's okay,
0: mate. Go back to Niagara. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's in the gift shop. I was disappointed when I turned up at Niagara and da- Davana was not in the gift shop. <laughs> I actually took a picture of this massive chipmunk <laughs> that's there and sent it to her. <laughs> where's Jay Tyler? Yeah. That's the character in *Wonderfuls*.
0: <laughs> okay, 2010. This was *Black Swan*. Mm-hmm. Um, which we've—I t- think we've talked about this before. Which I really liked, but I think it does have problems with the, the um the gruesomeness of it. It's too in your face.
1: Mm. Well, uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, I have a few friends who just thought, "Yeah, fine. I get what you're doing." Is that it? That that was their take on it. I I think it's okay, but um, I think it's a bit directorially. What's the word on the frantic? Yeah, I was going to say schizophrenic.
0: Yeah. Two thousand eleven, the Ides of March.
1: Ooh, I've got a lot of time for the Ides of March. I think it's an extraordinarily well-made film. I think the yeah. cinematography is fantastic. I think Dase score is brilliant. I think uh, Clooney directs the hell out of it for what it is. But the
0: two things that I mean, the Evan Rachel Wood thing is bad, outright yeah. bad, near the end.
1: Yeah, the plotting is that that plot line, is, which is the whole point of the film, is really poor.
0: And then I watched Primary Colors like a year after, and then. It just does the same thing so much better.
1: Well have you seen the film uh well I always I hearkened it back to a couple of sixties seventies films. They got the candidate with Robert Redford and then there was another one, uh The Best Man? With, Is yeah, the best man with Henry Fonda. I yeah. love
0: the best man. That, so good. That
1: that does story wise, everything this film should.
0: Yeah. God, the best man, I haven't thought about that in so long.
1: No, it's it's a it's a really fine film.
0: Yeah. Cliff see. Robertson is awesome in that.
1: Yeah, he, he is good. He is good. And fond is his usual fondness.
0: Indeed. Uh 2012 The Reluctant Fundamentalist, which did anybody see this?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we no. this was this actually came out while we were doing the podcast. Yes. And neither did. of us we, saw we, it, did we? We, we were just
1: sort like saying, Do you want to see it? We can still do it, it's still around. <laughs>
0: Which is Mira Nair, who, who's won the Golden Lion, so that's why mm. she... Or she's... Is that
1: for Monsoon Wedding? Yes. Ah, that is a film. Mm-hmm. That is a film. I think I nominated about three or four of the cast for that.
0: Wow. Uh, and then last year it was Gravity, which is the probably the second closest to Best Picture winner, which people went very mad for. But again, that's another example of them going for the commercial film um, Mm.
1: to open it. Given the buzz, the the buzz, because I was there
0: for that
1: one, the buzz there made me, and the the way it was marketed made me really, really want to watch it. Um, So I, I think whoever marketed that film deserves a gold star, quite frankly, because it did get me from not caring at all to thinking, ooh, you know what, this looks awesome. Looks then... can be deceiving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Shut up, Peter. But
0: well, you can you can go back to episode seventy four or whatever it is and see what uh, we thought about gravity. See, uh, see the disparity.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not for the first time. Okay. Um. All right. Preconceptions this week. What have we got? Have we got Transformers we, uh... this week
1: surprisingly that went the way of the reluctant fundamentalist this week (laughs) which is the
0: only time those two films will ever be talked about (laughs) it's the only
1: time we're ever going to mention the reluctant fundamentalist in the history of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) this week we are doing how to train your dragon 2 begin again and boyhood yes
0: okay um preconceptions for how to train your dragon 2
1: um saw the first one didn't like it didn't hate it just sort of thought it was okay uh, so I was disappointed when I when I saw the first one, but having seen that, I wasn't going to the second one, thinking, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing!" Um, expecting a lot of Scottishness, and having seen the trailer, I knew that uh, it was going to be bringing in the mother angle. So um, I sort of had a vague idea of the sort of basic plotting, uh, which didn't seem wonderful, but I thought it could be it could be all right. Okay,
0: um, I'm kind of the opposite. I mm. absolutely loved. The um the first one, and I actually saw it in three. It's actually the best film I've seen in three D. Um, which is not saying a whole lot, but I think it's better than Avatar. <laughs> it just because the flying does help a lot with the three D, uh, and it does manage to bring something out. If not worth the the price of the mission, <laughs> um, so I really like that. That that year as well. The Oscar lineup so good that you've got that toy story 3 and um the illusionist which i actually like better than the other two i never got around to seeing that it's so good it's most of it's set in scotland actually Mm. Um, but it's great so yeah everything
1: everything has its drawbacks
0: (laughs) so i was looking forward to this and i didn't know the mother angle um was being brought in i don't think i'd seen the trailer because you only really get the animated trailers when you see the animated films, yeah. And I'd only seen Lego movie I think this year, so it wasn't on a Lego movie.
1: That didn't even deserve me to use a CineWorld card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. So yeah, looking forward to that. Begin again. Why didn't you see this?
1: What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I think I think I didn't see, I think I more didn't see this because it has the bloke from Maroon Five in it, quite frankly.
0: Okay, so it's my fault.
1: No, well, well for telling me that the bloke. Knew, no, I actually knew because it was because the radio station I now listen to at work, which isn't smooth of him. Thank you, Lord Jesus in heaven above us, um, has been advertising because <laughs> they play a lot of Maroon Five. Which, again, is to my chagrin, but it's better Maroon 5 than Barbara Bloody and or The Carpenters. What? Um,
0: Do not besmirch Barbara on this podcast.
1: Babs. Her <laughs> <laughs> royal Babsness. Um, no, so, yeah, I don't um, like Maroon 5 either. It's, no, yeah. it's... Um, I suppose Payphone is like sort of the okay Ooh. closest looking but only because it's ripping off 5 for fighting. Um, anyway. Um... Yeah, Ruffalo never used to be a plus, but he would be, like, the reason for me to see it, I guess. And Kira? Can be good, but just usually, frankly, isn't. Okay.
0: I have more time for Kira. I would say I have a soft spot for Kira, although I don't think she's a great actress. Most men have
1: something different.
0: (laughs) What can I say? I'm not most men. (laughs) (laughs) So it was 6% and counting. The
1: ten, I was going to say the 10%, or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> the 6% that are out. <laughs>
1: um, well, so what am I? The 4%? <laughs> <laughs> it's.
0: Um, <laughs> God, I thought we could type the 4%, it's at like the title of the podcast.
1: The 4%? Yeah.
0: Um, it's So, I have a soft spot for her, but I don't think she's a great actress, so I would mm. say that I like her best in Pride and Prejudice, and mm. in A Dangerous Method, actually, where I oh think she's God. risky, and it pays off most of the time, but again, it's not...
1: The chin juts forward.
0: The chin, it does. It's a committed...
1: <laughs> she <laughs> should be committed for that performance.
0: And the jacket, I think she's pretty good in the jacket.
1: Least an accent, I'll give her that.
0: Yeah. Um, so... This is John Carney who did Once, great film, uh, which we both love, and um, so I was. We're ending
1: for... on we're ending on When Your Mind's Made
0: Up. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not falling slowly.
1: Well, not bloody payphone.
0: <laughs> but no, I've got several songs from Begin Again we can end on, but that's for really? later. <laughs>
1: but um, so
0: this was um, Adam Levine was. I just think he's comes across as a bit of a dick in real life. <laughs> so, that was a real was,
1: Wasn't there that rumor that he was going out with Maria Sharapova that she just completely denied?
0: No, he was going out with Maria Sharapova and he no, said and he said this about her. He said on their bedroom habits. This is a direct quote. She lay there like a frog, a dead frog, sorry.
1: What a lovely bloke.
0: Exactly. So that was not a plus on the acting side. Mark Ruffalo is a plus in general. So I was looking forward to the film.
1: Especially on the dance floor when Michael Jackson's involved.
0: 13 going on 30s.
1: You weren't expecting me to reference that one today, were you?
0: Yes, because I haven't seen it. Ah, Spoiler.
1: And you know I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) Mark Ruffalo, yeah, I, I like him. So I was really looking forward to this and... Quite frankly, after the Monday I'd had, I wanted an easy time of it.
1: Oh my God! On Monday morning, I went into work, and uh, one of the guys said, "Here's someone else who doesn't want to be here." I said, "I'm sorry. You've reached the answerphone of Peter Shepherd's subconscious. If you'd like to leave a message, he'll get back to you as soon as he wakes up."
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you managed to rattle that
1: off. <laughs> oh God, no! I was uh, I had uh, let's say Saturday night quartet with me. Quartet of what? Saturday night Caught up with Caught up with me
0: Oh I thought you said A Saturday yeah. night quartet Cause it?
1: then Cause then Sunday I literally did Four things on Sunday I got up Went for a run 5.3 miles of my life I can't ever have back <laughs> <laughs> Then I went for Sunday lunch Then I went straight To watch Boyhood And then straight from Boyhood I went to Went to the pub To watch Which I, I drove So I wasn't drinking uh, To watch uh, The World Cup final And I was back home At about half eleven I was like Where the hell did my day go And then I had so, Ridicu- ridiculously tired next day. Okay, so Hent, um, hence, um, yeah, hence my subconscious uh, being um, uh, Julie Walters in Brave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cluttered mess, <laughs> yes. an old hag. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so preconceptions on boyhood then.
1: Um, well, you did you see the Facebook? Um,
0: I did, uh, Yeah, which my is, pre- it's too, stop doing this, you shouldn't do ah! this.
1: Well no, but that was before, you said it's just a preconception, my preconception was I'm going to go and see the best film of the year so far, so no pressure.
0: But you do have a 9 out of 10, so that is quite, that is real pressure.
1: It is real pressure, but then again, you could always say it's a documentary, so...
0: So but, Richard Linklater, is that part of the reason why?
1: Well, it's before some set, before some rise, um... Stone Cold Ten Out of Tens for me was less sold on before midnight, but I do really like it. Um, uh, School of Rock I don't like, even though what? many people, even though many people, because I have a beard and uh, dark hair and I teach kids and play guitar, think that I should love it, and I am Jack Black in that film.
0: <laughs> okay, yep, yep. Um, How can you not like School of Rock? You savage! It
1: just, it just. <laughs> It's it's too. It's because I used to work in music venues, so I I don't like Spinal Tap either. Okay. So it's that sort of like knowing like rock in in joke rock 'em. I don't really, I'm not really down with. Um, But of his other stuff, I um, uh, I thought Tape was good. Uh, Oh, I I hated that. I I think it's flawed. I think it's flawed, but I think it's really well acted. Is that the
0: the, the, um, Uma Uma Thurman, Ethan uh, Hawke?
1: and the guy from house uh, house's mate in house Justin um, i want Roberts, to just do something something I d- no. okay
0: patrick, patrick kelly Roberts.
1: no it's a three but it's a three bold name
0: okay i'll look it up
1: um and um i think my thing with richard linklater is that he kind of he never really makes a richard linklater film he's different in everything so like me and orson wells we wouldn't look at it you can see themes after the fact why he'd be interested in it but if you watched it you'd never know it was a Richard Linklater film yeah. so the fact Ethan, Ethan Hawke's in it is a, with it being a Richard Linklater film is a real plus because I think I, I've never been disappointed with them together yeah well I was disappointed with them before midnight but that's unfair I still think it was a good film um Robert Sean Leonard it is yeah there we go um and uh Patricia Arquette I secretly love so those two um is I've that this, from
0: the medium?
1: I I think she's fantastic in medium but I, I I ever well really I think Edward was the first thing I actually saw her in. Oh um, yeah. I thought she's really nice in that and then in True Romance she's just sexual beyond words. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um so um I've just always had uh, breaking out the dead bringing bringing out the dead I think she's good in Scorsese film which everyone forgets exists. Um, I just like her as an actress, Uh, so the fact that those two were in it, I thought, yes, um, this is my cast.
0: Okay. I had heard a lot of positive word about it um, from Mm, from Sundance. A lot of positive word. Um, And so it was, yeah, I was expecting it to be really good. And Richard Linklater is a plus, I think, in most things. I don't think I've seen it apart from tape, which I really hated, actually. I haven't seen a linklet. Uh, well, it's a play, film. isn't it? Basically, I just didn't. It just. I just didn't believe any of it. That was a problem.
1: It's, it's an experiment in digital as well, wasn't it? That yeah. Was the reason for it to exist.
0: Yeah, I, I did see it. We're talking like at least six years ago when I saw yeah. it. So oh, I was a I lot younger, and
1: I saw it um when I was at university, so probably about two thousand three.
0: Yeah. So I don't really trust my opinions from back then either. So. Well,
1: I used to say that about Citizen Kane because I saw that when I was 17 and I thought it was boring.
0: Yeah, but then the thing is... <laughs> but the th- No, 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 <laughs> I'm not going to defend it, but what I'll say is when you're 17 and you see a film, you don't know that much about it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You don't know that much well, about no. the history and then you watch it again and you know about all the rave, then that yeah, yeah. can push you the other way as well, even though you're in the same grade. So it's like, I'll give
1: a similar but better example. Um, my whole... My my school English class were made to watch Far from the Madding Crowd with Julie Christie and Alan Bates, uh, because Thomas Hardy is a notorious slog, and it's just you have gotta find some way to get the kids interested in it. So we <laughs> it and we la- we had a, a, a double lesson, so an hour, and we watched the first hour, and then we refused to watch the second hour because it was that boring. And um, I remember, I watched uh, I rewatched it again about three or four years ago. Like because I thought, oh well, I was like sixteen, seventeen. I was, okay, I thought it was boring then. I, maybe I've I've grown up, I've matured. And my God, was that film dull? Really? So yeah. do you know so that's, that's being
0: remade with Carey Mulligan?
1: I'm not seeing it.
0: In fact, it, it may be coming out this year.
1: I don't care if it's got Tony bloody Lung in it. I'm not seeing it if it's if it's that story with Carey Mulligan.
0: Well, how can it be worse though?
1: Well, you know, just the story. And just oh, Juno is...
0: Temple and Michael Sheen are also in it. <sighs> Thomas Winterberg not... is directing it. <laughs> there you go. I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah, so, um, where were we? Were that Did that all come from tape?
1: <laughs> boyhood.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Boyhood. I was really looking forward to it. Um yeah. I don't have any opinions on Patricia Arquette. I haven't seen Medium no. and I don't particularly remember her in much either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: We both loved the trailer though, because we talked about this the other week.
0: We did. And I was a little bit put off by the running time.
1: Yeah, it was worrying. That was a preconception. But I was I, I was intrigued. My preconception was, well, I was, well, how are they going to do this? Are they literally going to just have it the same amount of time like, Thirteen minutes per year, and then just I just wanted, wanted to. I was intrigued how they were
0: like the I kn- police officers' lifestyle. Just the-
1: oh yeah, I didn't know if they were going to segment it or or what that or what they were going to do. Yeah, uh, because I, I'm I glad think, you uh, mentioned that because because I, I knew it was over twelve shot over twelve years. and It was shot every two weeks in the summer. Yeah, uh, and it was the same cast basically. So yeah, it was okay. it was intriguing.
0: Okay, all right, so let's start with How to Train Your Dragon. Two.
1: Mm. Shall I do this one? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Right. How to Train Your Dragon Two follows on from, amazingly, from How to Train Your Dragon.
0: God, didn't see that yes. coming.
1: I know. What a shock. Uh, which it basically shows how the uh, little uh, Nordic town that they, all these Vikings live in, is now are now at one with the animals uh, that breathe fire. And uh, all is all is well and good in their happy little. Has uh,
0: Mary Poppins shucks. taken over the synopsis?
1: <laughs> I've had a couple of beers. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. And <laughs> if you couldn't tell, um, so uh, one day uh, a couple of uh, dra- uh, dragon riders uh, come across uh, a icy wreck where. They, uh, there are people who are trying to uh, trap dragons and uh, recruit them for uh, an evil warlord's dragon army. When the uh, lad returns to tell his dad, played by, voiced by Gerard Butler, about this, he says, oh no, we've got to circle the wagons. He's basically John Wayne, but if he was a pussy. And, um... <laughs> <sorry>. A
0: libertarian. <laughs>
1: God, what was that line he said about um, Robert uh, about um, Barry Norman? You goddamn liberal, liberal pinko faggot. What? What a lovely bloke.
0: Yes. About Barry Norman?
1: Yes. Why, what did Barry Norman I think, say? I think he asked him about the Vietnam War or something. Oh, God. Actually, Barry Norman got into rucks with people. He got into massive ruck with De Niro because he asked him about uh, not getting uh, big. Apparently inter- he was very interested in doing it, but they gave it to Hanks. And uh, after the interview was closed, he said, you had to get that one in, didn't you? And then they just ended, like, squaring up to each other. <laughs> he said it was all very immature. <laughs> i take Tenero in that fight.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> anyway... Uh- So there's an evil warlord Recruiting a dragon army And uh, our heroes have to choose Whether to uh, wait for him to come And uh, destroy them all Or use some other type Of method of defence And
0: which Do you think that they do? (laughs) Well Well okay So we're coming at this film With different expectations I Mm. really liked the first one You didn't You Mm. thought it was alright um, yeah. I'm disappointed with this one really I'm disappointed um not with the not with anything the film has done differently from a message point of view more story. from a story point of view yeah.
1: yeah yeah because i mean the the villain is very poorly drawn definitely there's, there's no reason he just like wants to
0: it's megalomania not,
1: yeah he just he doesn't he's's he's, he doesn't want to be scared. Of, he doesn't want people to be scared of dragons, but he's using dragons to kill dragons, and then using dragons to control people and all this sort of stuff. And uh, he has he has no no motivation that is worth anything uh, whatsoever in this film. There's nothing interesting about him. He's a completely nothing character.
0: And the film it's it's well it's disappointing because the film does flash back to when he was first on the scene, and you think, well, why didn't he? do that in the way that Harry Potter does with Voldemort, it at least gives him the story. Yeah. And this it did just didn't really allude to anything there, like any family stuff, any any motivation. There's no
1: reasoning. There's no reasoning. It's 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 straight it's it's even more it's considering the film's in two D, this is act- in three D, this is actually two D. Um drums. there we go, there's the drum set Which you've been asking for. Did you see it in three D? <laughs> God, no. I was going to say I didn't either. No. Um, and uh, I, I sort of think with the uh, with the whole mother angle being brought in, I just didn't really buy um, the story, the the, the relationships where it suddenly Butler sort of starts whistling a tune and suddenly everything's happy and dandy. I mean, it just it seems a bit.
0: There's no thing. conflict there
1: there's no nuance there there's,
0: yeah and there's no it doesn't there <laughs> it doesn't take advantage of that story as well that just fizzles into nothing kind of yeah and it just gets uh, like put to the back burner for this action finale which is really not that great
1: and with where they go with it if you actually sort of like had the sort of if you placed a rather large importance on where they go with his and her relationship then you could actually build on that with with the plotting that that kicks in for the for the third act, but they don't. And then uh, she's absolutely fine at the end; and it's not even mentioned. It is not the, the, their relationship is not even brought in to that. Yeah, I think well, you're missing out. I know it's a kids' film, but still, you're really missing out on on, on dramatic potential there or, or or layering of characters.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like they've just brought it in because it was in Brave, and <laughs> yeah, it's like and in Brave actually I think it's way too overwrought and way too overdone. Mm. But with this, it's just not fleshed out enough. If you're gonna introduce it, at least have the conviction to go follow along. It through. Yeah, to follow it through. So uh, yeah. And it's again, it it rakes over all ground that was in the previous film about taking responsibility and fighting oppression, mm. which is all fine and it's all you know it's done it's done quite well, um, but I don't really like that it veers into the whole Lion King territory with mm. Hiccup essentially becoming Simba and. Mm. I don't know, it just feels derivative of other things more than the first one. I th- I thought the first one had its own vision. Uh, in the way
1: that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs has its own vision. I mean, yeah, I, 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 it's unique in its way. Yeah, I, 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 I do get that. Yeah. But it seemed like there's a lot of stuff in this that was just from more cheap laughs, like with the whole lustful uh, girl who all, all the blokes fancy, all that sort of stuff. It just seems a bit... The yeah, friend was quite
0: cheap. good. There's the The old girl. guy... No, the old guy.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, Butler's friend, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought he was quite good. That was mm. a, a plus point. Yes, and I do think the film like still works. I, I still think it's like a three star film. It's
1: fine. It's fine, uh, and it it's on the same. For me, it's on the same sort of level. Because I, I say, I didn't dislike the first one. I just I'd heard a lot about it, and I thought, oh, is that it, and yeah. So so for me, I wasn't disappointed because I I, I didn't have any expectations going in of this going to be amazing and uh, it's it's very watchable I don't think it, it really outsta- I don't think it really outstays its welcome too much I don't think it's paced fine in Def- general yeah definitely yeah uh, and the score is quite evocative I don't think it's a, I know pe- some people really really love the the original score yeah the first one yeah uh, I wasn't blown away by it but I think it, I thought it was fine I think this one was it, it does get um, it does give it a jolt it does what a, a good score does it underscores the, the images and, and really helps things along. Uh, what do you think of the look of the film?
0: Good. Uh, the, I, I really like the animation style of this. I like the animation style of the first one. It's it's sort of polished, but it's got rough edges to it. Mm. Um, yes. Which I like. I like that it it's not too kiddie as well. Um, mm. It's quite dark in places. Um, mm. And it's... You get... A good enough impression of the kingdom from yes.
1: this. Mm. I'm a little bit mixed on it myself. Okay. Um, there were uh, so I think the dragon sanctuary was a bit garish in a sort of like
0: some subject, of the yeah some kind of the of other way. dragons were a bit
1: mm. uh, and then the other thing I'd say is the actual dragons when they're like flapping away it just it, it, it yeah does it doesn't match up with the realism the brilliant realism of like him lying on the back of the dragon and, and then just the wind fl- flowing through his hair i thought the, the the way that was actually animated was unbelievable yeah i, just, I think that's absolutely brilliant it's just it's better, real
0: better from close-up than yeah long shots maybe
1: mm. but
0: i think the reason it still works for me and the reason i still give the film some goodwill is because it's like the first one that it kind of addresses the hang-ups that people have from being scared of the unknown mm. um and that it's sending a positive message message to kids that y- you've got to try and understand things before you fear them yes and that nothing's black or white and i really like that kind of mantra that it's got on the whole franchise has got because it's probably going to have another one mm. um I just think it's different. I don't think all animations do that. I think it's something that it's um, unique to it. That that's really positive.
1: Mm. Um, and what and what about your much vaunted uh, animal-human bond?
0: Well, you don't get the. See, in the first one, you've got the black stallion scene where you've got him um, and Hiccup learning to trust one another. Mm. Which I really liked. With this, they kind of already trust each other and then...
1: They're all basically dogs in this film, which is basically... Which yeah, just,
0: yeah. Which, yeah. But then, again, I didn't really want it, want it to go over all ground there. I'm not sure me. what I wanted, but it wasn't this story. I just wish that it, they'd thought about it a bit more and used the mother more and...
1: Mm. Flesh that out.
0: Yeah. But it's perfectly fine.
1: Yes, it's it's a, it's a you take a kid to it. I mean, there was a kid at the end who was like stood up and cheered when the finale happened. So it does what it says on the tin.
0: Yeah. Yes. Better than the Lego Movie, then.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Lorax. This was not.
0: But it was not Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I gather. Not quite. Okay. I'm gonna give it a, ooh, uh, I'm torn. So am I. I'm probably gonna give it a C plus.
1: Right, I'm torn between five and six out of ten. It is a three star film for me. Um, so you prefer it to the first one? I probably do. Okay. Um, and I think, I think in general it is quite decent. So I'm erring on the side of six. So mm, we'll go with that for now. Don't quote me. Okay. Just just upload the podcast and everyone can hear me say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that'll work.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so begin again. Right.
1: Tell me about it.
0: Well, this is directed by John Carney. Um, and it's, He's got to direct something. He does. It's been a while. Been eight years, but um, God, actually no, it's been seven. Um, Still, so this is about an English singer songwriter called Greta, who is Keira Knightley. She's moved to New York to be with her more famous singer boyfriend, Adam Levine.
1: Singer songwriter in the way that, hmm. um, try <laughs> Ellie think. Goulding is a singer songwriter.
0: Em- well, who's that woman you like? Emily Barker, is it?
1: Folk.
0: Yeah, I do like him. Well, it's guitar. Keira Knightley learned to play the guitar for this film. And she's married to a guy in a band. And apparently she... They started having fights because he was trying to teach her. And she was just like, well, we're going to end up getting divorced if this continues. (laughs) So I, I don't know if you've, like, tried to teach any women how to play guitar.
1: I can teach anyone how to play Wonderwall in 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> I might take you up on that.
1: It's mm. <laughs> well, uh, when you do something like Lisa Loeb's Stay, which is one of... There are certain songs which which, which are just bird-pulling songs, basically. Lisa Loeb's Stay is one of them. Uh, Claps and Tears in Heaven is another.
0: Oh, I love that song.
1: Exactly. Now, if a bloke sang that for you, you'd... you'd well... I think he's like, well... Uh, I know yeah. the
0: story behind it, though, so yeah. it's more kind of sad than... Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um. Okay, but... So he, she's going out with her more famous singer-boyfriend, who's Adam Levine, not playing himself, but another famous person. Right. He eventually cheats on her. Typecast. As you would. And they break... <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. And they break up. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, an alcoholic record company executive who's Mark Ruffalo loses his job at the label he's founded because he's generally irresponsible because he's an alcoholic right. and um they don't think he's forward thinking enough for the 2013 music scene so he goes off on a bender enters what b- is the, oh, sorry, end- what
1: is the 2013 music scene just like let's get a band who have two songs and can't actually make up an album because that's what music's been like forever well this
0: yeah well this is what the film's saying the film's on his side he's mm. trying to be be True to the music,
1: yeah,
0: but um, he goes off on a bender, ends up at a bar where Kira and her friend James Corden are singing. At it's an open mic night. Um, he is Kira singing and offers to help her record an album on the streets of New York.
1: So, this so basically is basically what he's saying is you're fit, but you we couldn't if we got you to a studio, we'd get kicked out.
0: Well, she does perform for the recording studio and they don't like her. What a shock. And they won't pay for the album. So they have to um, recruit musicians who volunteer and they have to film uh, record the album outside.
1: So what this what is does all... Kira have that she tempts them with?
0: How do you mean?
1: <laughs> How does she persuade them?
0: She doesn't persuade them. She's quite indifferent about the whole thing
1: it's all Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, Dr. Sheehan in the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and
0: it's sort of like this open mic and I, Okay, I'm going to get the negative out of the way. Is bit... it
1: like the open mic at the three turns? <laughs> which, I, which I've unfortunately been to.
0: If you've been... Isn't every open mic that the same?
1: Ever, well, uh, not necessarily. The ones around here, you have like um, the person who's running it. Who's usually in a band then they'll play for about 15 minutes you've just got to sign up and then you can see whatever you like
0: okay see i went to a student one mm. that's the only one i've ever been to mm. so it was in a terrible place they used, you know the kind of place where it's like you can't see the tiles in the bathroom because there's so much writing on it you, and there's like toilet you, paper oh, stuck so to you, the walls that so you saw thing. the
1: you saw the pictures of the house i bought then <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, good luck scraping that off. <laughs> <laughs> so the ins, so they get to this open mic night and the ins and outs of the plot are structured in a way that's quite awkward. So the film starts at the open mic night mm. uh, where Keir is performing and you see Mark Ruffalo watching. Then it flashes back to early in the day and tells uh, Mark Ruffalo's story of getting fired and why he gets to the open mic night in the first place. Mm. And then later on in the film when is looking at a video of her and Adam Levine, it flashes back to why they broke up and how she ended up with the open mic night. So it's a little bit fussy. Um,
1: says the guy who loves Inside Llewellyn Davis.
0: Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if No, that. no,
1: that's not, to be fair, that's not that bad. It's just the start at the beginning and then cut back.
0: Yeah, I don't. Just, I just noticed it more in this. Maybe it's the, an editing issue. It sounds
1: like there's more of it in this. To be fair, it's only it's only the one thing in 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 that film.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I just don't feel like. I don't. I feel like it's not necessarily a huge negative, yeah. because I, it's probably difficult to manage that from a script perspective to it's just to get all of that in.
1: It's just something they don't do well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um And I was watching the film and it was about 20-25 minutes in and I thought, you know what, I'm not sure about it. Mm. Um, But I... Then I just kept believing in it. Like, I just fell hook, line and sinker for it. Because I kind of like films that expose the faults in characters and end up making them seem not negative. Yes. And so this film has that like, even Adam Levine, who's if there was a, going to be a villain, he is the villain of the film because mm. he dumps Kira. Um, hero. <laughs> Randy <laughs> on Enrique. <laughs> no, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> um, so he's the closest thing, and. Foo Fighters, my hero. <laughs> oh, God. But he gets some scenes like, in the film that paint him as a three-dimensional person, and. It's like John Carney didn't need to do that, but he yes. does, and he makes you consider the feelings of that character, and the the way that you leave that character as an audience member is more resigned to his flaws than like contemptuous or mm. you know vitriolic of them, which I think is admirable. And it just has really interesting things in that way. Haley Steinfeld's in this, mm. um, and she has an interesting sort of arc, mini arcus. Mark Ruffalo's daughter, um, Catherine Keene is in it. She gets less time, but you do feel Criminal. like they're actual people. What?
1: Criminal giving Catherine Keene less time.
0: I know. What's what is it with it's like Captain Phillips? She got like two oh minutes, God. the worst two minutes of the film. But yeah, um, so I, I like that it cares about the peripheral characters, which is good. Um, Kira is. Really good. <laughs> this cool is gonna story, be. This bro. is gonna be like. Cool by, story, bro. This is gonna be like Byzantium. You're never gonna see this.
1: I will see Byzantium. I will.
0: I oh, will but like, not uh, this.
1: <laughs> no. okay. Well. But it's like. I wouldn't go out of my way, but if you shoved the DVD literally in my hat. If you did what I did to Irini with Chunking Express and not Quentin Tarantino, and you actually sent the DVD to me and said, Here you go, Peter, watch this shit.
0: (laughs) And not Quentin Tarantino. No. (laughs) Should I do Reservoir Dogs and just tape you to a chair and make you watch it?
1: I actually like Reservoir Dogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's like Kira. It's, you know, Meryl, in it's complicated.
1: Yes, very good.
0: Where it's like, yeah, I think she's she's natural. good. But it's like, you can see that being her in real life. Right. To an extent. Yes. I feel like it's this, Kira is very, very, very natural in this. And Makes a change. Honestly, very natural. Because usually she's
1: very married. Usually she's very mannered, so.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I felt her personality coming through in this and I generally felt like the entire cast were having such a whale of a time filming it. Mm. Which is a great, it's just like a great experience. Um, J- James Corden as well, I really liked in this, which is a rarity. And the, like, Kira and James Corden have quite a nice chemistry. She's got chemistry with every one of the actors. Even Haley Steinfeld, which is just strange. So I... I thought I think this All might be what's strange one...
1: is that they're both Oscar nominees. This is true. Mm. This is true.
0: Um. Yeah. So I, I was just blow... I really liked Kira in this. Uh, definitely one of the best performances.
1: Up there were Pure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've not seen that. James like...
1: McKinnon. We've got to pimp him more. He did reconstruct. Uh, not reconstruction. Regeneration as well i am not seeing that it's about the war poets Jonathan Price uh, Johnny Lee Miller it's awesome um, <laughs> you just weren't expecting that level of positivity to come out of that level of negativity that's
0: true <laughs> although I know you love Jonathan Price in Regeneration yeah did you mention that every so often
1: yeah, yeah I think he's my win actually um, oh wait what What year is that that's 97 crap it's him or Pacino and Donnie Brasco it, he's up there anyway it's a good year Okay. How's
0: Depp and Johnny Brask uh Donny Brasco?
1: He's good, but it's Pacino's show. It's okay. the best Pacino's been. Um, it's a great since,
0: film, since... right?
1: Is it good? I really like it, um, but I haven't seen it for a very long time. It might be a bit dated now. But it's Mike Newell, Bree Potter. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Mm. But it's got some very it's very it's got some very well written scenes. It's also got Anne Hathaway. in it. Who I disparaged so thoroughly the other week.
0: I know that was terrible.
1: That was really unexpected. Bad straight man. Bad straight man.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she, I'm pretty pretty positive she's not bothered about that.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure she could not care less.
0: <laughs> um, the songs in the film are really good. They're not as good as once, but you know. Obviously, obviously, I got Hansard writing them. Well, actually, he has written one. Oh God! <laughs> and it's the best one. Obviously. And Kira sings it. Kira's voice, I think it's fine. I think when I it's... can't
1: imagine it's strong. Let's just put it that way. It, no,
0: it's not strong. But I think when it's acoustic, it doesn't have to be as strong. If that makes yeah. sense. I don't,
1: well, if you're so Lily Allen, it doesn't have to be in tune. <laughs> you're the only person I've ever heard who isn't in tune on the records. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Lily Allen's mostly about the writing.
1: Yeah, which is even worse when you consider... Uh, well, Anyway. <laughs>
0: But Kira I I think the voice is okay It's fine Mm. Um, The songs are really good They're really good I'm pretty sure that at least One of them will get nominated For the Oscar Mm. Uh, Although that's a weird category in general But Yeah um, And I just really I thought the positivity And the naturalism of the film Completely won me over
1: Much like this podcast
0: it's, it's (laughs) It's devoted to music Um True, like, true songwriting.
1: So, I, And they cast the guy from Maroon 5. The
0: guy, he's actually not that bad. He sings, no, but he sings when, like three songs on the no, soundtrack. when you talk about road. them
1: being committed about all, all about the music and then go to a band that just went in that popular direction.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, I think he has a good voice. I just don't like the songs. It's just.
1: Oh, uh, well, it's not my kind of voice. Okay. It's. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I really like to begin again. Um, yes. B. Plus.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, without a hint of sarcasm, because I know you like to be told, film of the week.
0: Which is Boyhood.
1: Yes, Boyhood, which has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I did know this. At an average score of
0: 9.4. Yeah.
1: So, no pressure.
0: No pressure. Um, well, yeah, we both had, we, we yeah, go yeah, go for it. It's not, okay. it's not, you know, it's not difficult. No. Yeah,
1: a Boyhood is a film about a six-year-old boy uh, and chronicles his growing up from the age of six till until he graduates college, and uh, details uh, his relationships with his parents who are separated. They're played by Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> And uh, the family unit uh, as a whole involving uh, Light Linklater who is the daughter of the director.
0: Is she Samantha? Yes. Oh wow, okay. Um. Alright, so I want to mention earlier you said you didn't know how it was going to be if it was going to be...
1: How they were going to do it. How it yeah. was going to work.
0: Yeah. And when I was watching it I was kind of pleased that they didn't um, Fade kind out. of, they didn't what?
1: Fade out between.
0: Yeah, that they didn't um, extend the gimmick into the film, and it, there wasn't a year one, year two thing. Right. Because I think that would have heightened the methodology behind the film too much, Right. and it wouldn't have felt so gradual, and the passage of time would have felt too defined. I just I like that. You s- it was like a gradual process of him growing up through mm. the whole thing.
1: I mean, it's kind of obvious because, I mean, the haircuts change. So, it's it, in a way, it's like One Car Why in the movie for Love where Maggie Chung turns keeps on turning up at the door and she's wearing a different dress so you're aware of the passage of time through the costume design. Yeah. Whereas, whereas in this, you're aware of the pas- passage of time through the haircuts and the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah, think- the um, gotcha and, the sh- and all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah and the soundtrack is it's great. I am struggling to think of any of, of a better example of a soundtrack than this film. It's just ridiculous. I don't I don't know how he afforded it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There weren't massively high profile songs though were they?
1: Some of them were like Coldplay. Some, yeah, yeah so yeah, it's, it's some, some of them were. Yeah. Um there's a Foo Fighters one in there. There's some big bands. Apparently, you just did a lot of begging.
0: But yeah, but let's face it. What else has the money been spent on? Because it's Apparently not like got it 200 has two hundred
1: grand for each year. Was the Quick
0: maths tells me that's two point two million.
1: <laughs> yeah, two point two,
0: two point four something like that. Yeah. Oh, two point four. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah.
1: And they did the soundtrack retrospectively, so it was more like. What at, at, at the end of it, thinking, okay, what song really puts you back in two thousand and four? or oh yeah, Phoenix are awesome.
0: and <laughs> I, I knew you'd like that. I heard Phoenix, and I thought, yeah, I will like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's cat power as well. I mean, I, oh, I always think he chose that song because because Wong used the others on you know, blueberry nights, the better ones off uh, the greatest. <laughs> Cause they're not they're not the big they're not the singles of the greatest okay. one that he chose.
0: I just um it's like if you showed somebody like a scene from the film they wouldn't get the film it's yes. sort of like the the overall achievement of the film is so much greater than the p- certain parts of it yeah
1: and is, I, that, is a, that because of the gimmick
0: no i don't think so no it depends because if what do you think it would have lesser impact if it was different actors noticeably different actors
1: I think the whole wonder of the film is that you literally see a boy come of age on the screen yeah I think that's that is the appeal but this isn't his life well no no no, no. he's playing a character yeah but you see you literally see the character and it is the same because it is the same lad and you literally see him from 6 years old to, to 18 or whatever it is um that is the, whole, and then you suddenly see him. You'll see a picture of like him and Hawk from like seven years before or something like that, and it, it, it's there. Mm. Just because you you've seen the memories and you've seen him in that picture, it's not it's not like when you have um, uh, that doesn't have the same uh, effect. in the well, Any film, any film where you see like a picture of like uh, the parents when they're like twenty years before or what have you, you just think, oh yeah, that's just uh, like say Robot and Frank. Where you've got an older picture of like Sarandon and uh, Langella uh, when they were younger, it has no it has no um, uh, emotional impact on the film. But, but when you see this and you've already seen them, that eight seven or eight years ago, you, you've known them from that time period. It's yeah. uh, it, it hits home more.
0: Yeah, and because of the methodology, you do know that the actors, um, as people, have changed, and that impacts on the characters. Because it's bound to. Yes. And I actually, I think it's not just the boy. I actually think the girl really changes quite a lot in a positive way. Because at the mm-hmm. beginning, she's quite annoying. But she's mm-hmm. a young girl who likes Britney Spears. Fair enough. Yeah. And at the end, you kind of think, well, you can, like, feel the bond between her and um, Mason. I yeah. don't know the actor's mm-hmm. name. which is shocking um, So... But yeah, I just—it's completely convincing. Ninety-nine mm. percent of it, I think, is convincing.
1: Mm. I think where it doesn't—I'm mean, i not going to give this a bad review. Yeah, I'm no, I'm nowhere near giving this a bad review. I'm just—I uh, think where it doesn't convince is more in just the nuts and bolts of the plotting.
0: The husbands.
1: Yes, the husbands. Yeah, yeah. That that sort of thing, uh, and I think I think it does rely on the on. The fact that you do see... I think relies on the gimmick in inverted commas... In order to sort of like... Paper over some of the uh, jolts in... The, the necessary jolts in characterisation. So what... Ethan Hawke's character goes through a pretty big jolt. Yeah. Um, and you can either call it a weakness in screenwriting... Or you can just say well it's... You're, you're coming in a year later. He'll have changed. Is it, The lad might not have seen him for six months... And then he'll see him like this. So it'll have changed to him as well. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with people... Whatever. It's just a comment.
0: But it's sort of like, even though it did that, there's a scene late in the film where he's upset that he didn't get the car. Yeah. And that that kind of acknowledges that he hasn't completely changed. No. That he still doesn't want to take responsibility for certain things. Mm. So I I think it's, I do think it's considering that and Mm. it's really nuanced with that character. I was really pleased with how Ethan Hawke's character.
1: I like the scene with developed. him and Arquette at the graduation, uh, yeah. in, in the in the kitchen. I think yeah. that really, I think that really works. But um, what did you? Um, what was I going to ask you? Um, ah, there's a lot of things to talk about in this film. It's very funny. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of it is is very amusing. It's not a comedy by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I, th- I do think it is consistently amusing throughout. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think about the evolution of the character then, if not of of Mason's character?
0: I think... Actually, I think the strongest scenes are later in the film um, when he's starting to question what he wants to do and his purpose in life and the problems in his relationship, which feel convincing in sort of like a trivial way, like a young love way. Yeah. So you don't feel like this is the love of his life, but it's still important that he's considering he's like contemplating why it hasn't worked out and he's perplexed at that and the naivety of that really works um and i really love the ending as well
1: i wasn't sure with that with the whole um with the whole romance that with the romance that comes in the last two or three um uh years i i wasn't sure if the character wasn't that bothered or if he just wasn't really getting—I mean, my natural comparison would be something like *The Hottest State*, because when you yeah. see—because when you see—Hawke uh, has a very similar scene where uh, Hawk has a scene in this film where he talks to the lad and just says, "Well, you, you'll move on, blah 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 blah." blah. It's a very similar scene with Mark Webber in *The Hottest State*, but in *The Hottest State*, it's so emotionally laden, and yeah. uh, when when, when, he, when he says, I, I uh, I'll never get over it, and Hawk just looks at him with all the world weariness, and uh, uh, just well, maybe you won't. And may, may, I don't, so I don't know what it, I don't know if it's the writing or if it's the characters or the relationship, but I just think that is an example of something that really does uh, more uh, with the drama than this does. Um, it's not; it's still fine. It's still very; it's still smacks. I've, I've read somewhere that they. they Actors were contributing to the um, writing, and yeah, when you when you see a scene like that or some of the Ethan Hawke stuff, you really do. Yeah, I, I buy that totally. Yeah. Um, but um, I think he's done it better before, and I did think I did. And this is kind of with my preconception uh, that was against it. If you were going to guess who made this film, it would obviously be Richard later. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nobody else you'd guess would have made this film apart from him. Because you do get the sort of before sunrise ish type you conversations get... with girls. Did you notice know
0: on. the one where she's on the bike and it mm. follows them as well? That he was does the first that so time. well.
1: Yeah, and then the then the scene with the um, Olivia Wilde lookalike who um, when he first meets her. Yeah. But it's... then again, it's the same thing when, even in a film like Before Midnight, where I wasn't really sold on where it was going, when it gets to that moment, it just soars. Mm-hmm. but I didn't think boyhood soared in the, in these moments when when you get to that sort of thing so I think there's various parts of it where you get a little bit of Linklater that he's done it better before you get a little bit of Ethan Hawke where he's done it better before and it's it's a minor quibble because this is a really good film it's awesome it's um, a really good film
0: I, I like that it's like again going back to scenes that people wouldn't connect with if you put them standalone it's like yeah. the modernity like where the drinking and talking about virginity and the mm. like, oh, the whores are coming and stuff like that. Mm. It's like, it doesn't seem particularly important in the grand scheme of things, but those are the kind of things that you would remember. Mm. So it's like a snapshot of memories mm. of a boyhood. Yeah. It I, fits I, in with that.
1: I really like the scene where um, uh, they go out putting Obama signs.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Hawk turns up at the end and says, Grab the McCoy sign, grab the McCoy sign
0: and then he ends up being kind of not republican but he ends up adopting certain republican values yes uh, near the end which is again kind of an interesting thing that happens
1: people are hypocritical yeah and you do end up um very far away from where you thought you might be
0: patricia arquette the the arc of that character um because we mentioned the husbands and yeah Okay, I, I'm not hugely against the hus- what happens with the two husbands because I think it's handled in different ways. Yeah, um, much, because the second one's much more Yeah, and she's in a much stronger position and she's kind of being the breadwinner to the yeah. army policeman guy, which is an element of that. Mm. Um, but her character does also come into her own quite a bit.
1: You can see, I think the explanation for it is... When you see Hawk talking to his son, he says, "Your mother, you know, she's a piece of work." And so I think that's the one line in the film that sort of like is the get out of jail card for any sort of like randomness or or jarring, um, not nastiness, but self-centeredness or uh, or forcefulness that uh, her character uh, comes uh, shows. Yeah, but it's still. I mean. I think she maybe pushed a little bit too far on a couple of occasions. I don't think the writing's necessarily great, especially when the scene where he goes off to college. Uh, but I did get a little bit of Return of the King syndrome with this. I did think it could have ended about four or five times before it did. Right. But I see where they're going with it, but it just, it, I think my overwhelming thought with it was it's a little bit too long But and it just got the feeling of they've, they've still got Another year to do, or whatever. Oh, they've still got, like, 15 minutes worth of... They've got to do another film this year, and they've got to do something else, so they may as well do... It. That's the natural thing to show next, in his life. It's, uh...
0: I know it kind of should end there, for me, like, just because that's when I get, you're I get, are you an adult? The very
1: end, I get why they've gone there. Yeah. The very end, I get why they've gone there. Um... And again, it's the it, it talking back to the link lateness of it all, the sort of like the force and sunrisey type conversation with the girl. It's uh, I think that last that last half hour or so, it does a, uh, does I uh, I wouldn't say try the patience. That's that's too harsh, but it does ever long. <laughs> hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. I think like it would. It's quite like Margaret for me. Like it, I don't know, similar level
1: of, for me. Yeah, sort of like but a tree opposite, of life as well. Just off, opposite to Margaret, because Margaret was was the it was the writing and the acting was the main. Well, I like the style as well of Margaret, to be fair. But the acting and the writing is 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 the real main calling card. With this, the main calling card is the, is the style and the um uh, the, and the, the concept. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very nicely shot, really nicely put together. It's a uh, very you, you, you very
0: natural, very authentic.
1: Yeah, you can't criticize. I, I I can't find if I, I. It may sound like I'm looking for ways to criticize the film. It's just little niggly flaws that I've found with it, but. Well, we have uh, to uh, discuss that, it in yeah, detail. I mean, and if, if you, yeah, and there, if there's something that doesn't convince or isn't or isn't quite as good as it could have been, then. You, you, in this sort of film, we got to talk about it because it is so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could just—if you're just going to list all the things that were good, you'd be here quite a while.
0: And it's like it doesn't even go into what happens to uh, Mindy and Randy. No, well, which is which is also kind of, but again, that's not going to be in his memory. So if you see it like it's a memory, no. of scenes. then What did you think about awesome.
1: the scene at the uh, restaurant towards the end? Which. Heart, heartwarming or cheese?
0: Say a bit more. Sorry, with what... the,
1: with when the uh, manager of the restaurant comes over. Well... Ugh, I was like... Forced or cheese? Forced, heartwarming or cheese? I think... Or all three?
0: Maybe it's a little bit cheese. Mm. I don't know. I, because I... Okay... Actually, I think it's both, because I didn't think they would go back to that, even I, though I, they'd gone there before.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: But what do you think?
1: I had a feeling that they might come back to it. But really? and so, But and initially, I was really quite pleased. But then the one I thought about it, I thought it really quite cold. <laughs> so they really kept this guy like that along for, around for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can I just say that uh, right at the end, um, when they got his graduation party, the guy playing Ethan Hawke's brother was hilarious. Yes, he was really good. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I think it's the best film of the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to give it an A minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably a high A minus, but I do think. The husband stuff. There are. I think there are quibbles that yeah. push it down to a minus. So yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it, I think it's the best uh, non-documentary of the year. Okay. And uh, in American gra- film in, of the year, in a grandmaster kind of way, um, there, there are enough quibbles to push it down from five stars to four, but it's as high an eight out of ten as I give without going to nine. Okay. So it's on that sort of Barbara Grandmaster type level for me, which so lo- is still super.
0: Yeah, this actually might be the first time we have a match in the top ten. Yeah, maybe. We'll see.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Didn't
1: have it with Beast of the Southern World.
0: <laughs> Shockingly not.
1: Did Barbara Nog make your top ten then?
0: No, do you, it was. I oh, think just it was like oh, it was fourteen Honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the closest we got, and Sam was around there as well mm. for me. But yeah, okay. Um, do you want to talk about anything else, or should we go to Shack, Uh
1: We are getting on a bit, aren't we? Uh, mm. The gimmick, the gimmick film. I was just gonna say gimmick films. So like the one takers. You've got the likes of. What's your best one taker? Rope.
0: Oh, uh, what a film!
1: Um, I, I certainly prefer Rope to the likes of like Silent House or Oh uh, God Russian Arc. I wanna
0: like see Rushnark, but I Oof. What's a chore? Is it?
1: It is a chore, yeah. Mm. I think you probably responded more than I did, but I don't I don't see you coming out zomagoding. Okay. Um the sort of gimmicks Benjamin Button. Terrible that's... Uh, film. <laughs> <isine> I think I think actually <laughs> I, I think the appeal of Benjamin Button is rather similar to the appeal to this, in that it, it's the the main focus of it is you're watching Brad Pitt age backwards. That's the main intrigue.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so Shag Marry Kills. So you've only done two, so this is looking pretty obvious. So
1: I've got to Shag Kira. Are you kidding me?
0: Yes, definitely. After my rave, semi rave.
1: Well, I'll shag Mark Ruffalo. Oh, God. <laughs> proving the... Uh, ah.
0: The 4% rule applies. <laughs> yeah, proving the 4% rule. <laughs> and you're marrying boyhood, I take it?
1: Yeah. Killing dragon. I don't think dragon really has a need to exist.
0: Shockingly, neither do I. And I'm sad. And I would welcome a sequel to this, which has happened, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I would quite happily erase it if we got one... That was better. That was better. Um, I will Shag Boyhood and I will marry begin again because it's it's Not probably 165 gonna be
1: sixty five minutes long.
0: Exactly. And it's probably gonna be my Nick and Nora's Into the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the what's... Uh, the Watson. Ah! The Watson Factor <laughs> Force of Habit. A hundred yes. episodes we had well, that. Oh got, eighty um, odd.
1: Well, yeah. So, uh, Dragon... Australian Dragon 2 is an animated film. I think we know my thoughts on um, uh, people in uh, Begin Again, so it, that's not going to really be an issue. Even though I haven't seen it. So, Boyhood. I do like Patricia Arquette a lot. Uh, but I think uh, Godzilla. Um, beginning of Godzilla. Elizabeth has got this covered. Um, Olivia Wilde-ish. Uh, Girl at the end. Yes. Too, bit too young.
0: Oh, okay. Bit too young,
1: and also I'm remembering Lizzie at the beginning of Godzilla, as opposed to being drenched at the end of Godzilla. And uh, I did, I did think um, the sort of redhead who bumps into Ethan Hawke was quite foxy in a sort of like you'd meet it down the Royal kind of way. But, <laughs> but no. <laughs> so it's an awesome factor of one. Did I just say that out loud?
0: I think you did. Can't take it back. It's recorded okay um how to train your dragon obviously not um mm. although gerard in the flesh yeah, so obviously, obviously, yes obviously yes begin again Mark Ruffalo is a no <laughs> adam levine is every day and twice on sunday
1: <laughs> really oh hasn't he got facial hair in this
0: he well he actually has a mustache Uh, on its own and a beard on its own in this and he's also clean shaven in this but either way
1: it's fine any which way and loose
0: indeed isn't it butt loose
1: yeah I know (laughs) I shouldn't say I
0: shouldn't say butt loose um James Corden's a no obviously uh boyhood Ethan Hawke is a no and especially
1: with the facial hair at the end good god man what have you done to yourself
0: yeah again Republican um and I'm not going to get it even started on the rest on the because it's 18-year-old. The shambolic, year old.
1: The shambolic uh, li- <laughs> line of men that walk into this film.
0: Well, I'm just going to say the 18-year-old is not... It's not. It's coloured by the rest, so no. Mm. Okay, uh, so it's 2.0 on the range.
1: There are lower numbers now. We change the people.
0: Yeah. Is that better?
1: I don't know. Well, it means you have to earn it, I suppose.
0: Okay, we, ha- we have a website. It's moverpodcast.com. Uh, you could check out our grades for all films and um, our archive and our schedule. Mm, the sketch. Next week, which may include um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Yeah, and there's like one other film out, isn't there?
0: There's too hold, there's too many obs in Dawn of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. This is
1: what any film title that's over five words is immediately getting into dodgy territory.
0: Faye Dunaway would have sorted this out.
1: Yeah, but she would have added words in husband no, or child. <laughs> if you if it was a isn't, then it would have to be, suddenly become is not.
0: Oh, okay. Apostrophe hater. Yeah, but how did up. she feel about prepositions? Ah. That's what we need to know.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Um,
0: We have, the only other film I'm seeing available is Grand Central, which is um, Le Cédu and Tahar Rahim.
1: Oh, uh, I believe, if I can, there's that, um, and it's going to have to be like Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. uh, That Fanny Ardon, French film, is around. Okay. Do you want to slag off Fruitvale Station just quickly?
0: Now? Yeah, because it was uh, out. It is out. Yeah, but I did already.
1: Oh, yeah, I've already? Okay.
0: Yeah. <gasps> I don't need to anymore. I don't remember that one. You've already I d- vented. I think I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Nothing's cajoled in there. It's, it's all... I think it's all out. <laughs> um.
1: You've smoked that cigarette.
0: <laughs> Are we going to have... If we've only got two films next week, are we going to have some kind of new.
1: Well, no, if I do Fanny, uh, that, and bruh, that, that, that could have come out better. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my god. There is something else out at Cineworld. There's two films out. Neither there
0: is two... a Michael Caine film on Michael the Curzon. just him having a romance with a 30 something year old.
1: So it's just a biopic then? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, we could just watch an old film. We could try. Yeah. So next week is open to all sorts of... Persuasion. Yeah.
1: Much like your presenters, this podcast.
0: (laughs) Have you got a jam? Um... No. Okay. My jam is Keira Knightley.
1: Oh my god.
0: (laughs) It's called Coming Up Roses. <laughs> Written by Glenn Hansard.
1: Good God. Um <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> Just hand gesticulations. Oh,
0: face, how <laughs> many fingers? Oh, okay.
1: None. <laughs> <laughs> it's been shaken. none and they're being shaken.
0: something